Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo, and back with me is Tomara Zarli of Clutch Points, who I will be choking out in the next five seconds because he just tried to mansplain TikTok to me. So, Tomara, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? Yo, 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 real good. Thanks for showing up, guys. I was not explaining, I was not mansplaining TikTok. I was just busting your balls because you over here like, this video has to fit in two minutes and 20 seconds. So, how do we do that? Yeah, and then you tried to explain. You literally tried to no, explain. I li- yeah, I was trying to piss you off, but I was like, TikTok is an app that can cut the video into shorter pieces. It was. Really- I-, I had a sarcastic inflection. I don't know if you could pick up on that. No, because you that was there was no sarcasm. Oh my god, this guy! There was no sarcasm. Ever, ever since you went bald, bro. Ever since you went bald, I'm not bald. Things have I'm changed. I'm not bald. Well, not anymore. I'm not bald. Oh my. By the way, and even if I was bald, is there something bad with being bald? Um, no, wow. Just, it, no, not at all. It's just it's just funny to bust your balls for it. Oh man. <sighs> you know, I go have tacos with you one night, and this is the thanks I get. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about how the, you flaked the first time? Because it no. was because it was no, hard to find parking. I don't, yeah. to, I don't want to bring up old shit. It was a little hard okay. to find parking, so you were like, "Oh, I don't want tacos anymore. I'm done with tacos." And then I and then we, what do we do? We had a nice meal at Dave's Hot Chicken. Are you going to complain about that? Yes, because I was craving tacos that night. Oh my god, you're a little weenie. I, well, I wanted tacos. What can I say? It was a Tuesday, and you wanted to have chicken on Tuesday. So, well, did you go have tacos tonight as we record this? It's a Tuesday. Did you go get them? I did, on the way home from Ralph's looking for pasta. Wait, did you really? No, I didn't. Oh, I was going to say, damn, you really are committed to the Tuesday thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all, no. Um, <clears throat> by the way, what kind of pasta did you go looking for that you had to go to four different Ralph's? The freaking, the, 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 whatever that blue box fettuccine um, si- uh, thickness uh, pasta. I was just, th- there was nothing available anywhere. Not even the, the gluten-free fettuccine one. fettuccine thickness pasta? Whatever you call it, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not some pasta whiz like you are, Mister Italiano over here. Okay. So you were looking for fettuccine and you couldn't find fettuccine. No, I couldn't. It was out in three different Ralphs, and I just, I was just like, I don't, what is going on? I don't, I don't know. Who the fuck is eating fettuccine so much that it's out of three Ralphs? <sighs> you got me, man. I mean, Thanksgiving was just this past week, so I, I was just as shocked as you are because Ralphs is stock. I get to the pasta section. And it's clean shelves. All that's left is the gluten-free crap. Well, I shouldn't say crap I, because people eat that. But like, all that stuff is gluten-free, and I'm like, well, I don't want that part. <laughs> to be fair, I have to say, gluten-free pasta actually really good. I thought about getting it, but I was like, I don't know. What if it's not good? I, I just, it's I don't good. Know. It's good. It is? Trust me. <sighs> As an aficionado and a connoisseur of all types of pasta, it's good. Okay, I'm gonna need you to do the rock yes. Yeah. Hey, to me, get get the gluten free pasta. Hey, 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 Adrian. Oh my God, Adrian. By the way, if you, what's your favorite type of pasta? I we'll get to the people. I swear to God, we'll get to the the actual Clipper stuff in a second. What's your favorite type of pasta? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Like, 
I, dude, I literally just just I, there's, there's some sauce, and you just put some sauce with some onions and some 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 tomato sauce, and just whip that up, and voila! I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You literally do not like, even know what the hell you're talking about. I, I don't. I, I don't. I really don't. Favorite types oh, of pasta? I will say. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so I don't like far. Far fall or far fail, whatever you pronounce. Okay, that. listen. Ah, number one, number one. That is the best type of pasta. It's pronounced farfalle. Farfalle. Oh, okay. God. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what the meaning of that word is? Uh, I'm far from falling. Okay. I'm the the translation for that word, if you actually really do look into it from Italian, is butterfly. If ah, you look at the pasta, sense. what does it look okay. like? Yeah. Like a butterfly, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, I mean, I don't know what a mafaldine, mafaldine, whatever you probably pronounce that. Mafaldine, I don't know how you pronounce that. I, I um, Listen, you're saying some shit and I... I, I'm I, li- I literally just Googled different pastas as you, as you said this. And I'm like, all right, there's some cool ones, I guess. I... Oh, oh, Muffledine. Muffledine. How, how do yeah. they pronounce it? My, my Italian pronunciations are fucking awful. So if you tuned into this podcast, <laughs> listening for pasta, we need to move on. Okay. It's been five minutes of pasta talk and TikTok and how you're just mansplaining <laughs> things to me. We need to talk. We need to talk about the Clippers. I mean, look, pasta talk might be a little bit better than the Clippers at this point. So, anyways, since we last talked, Clippers went two and five. They beat Dallas and Detroit. They lost to Memphis, New Orleans, Dallas, Golden State, and New Orleans again. Their upcoming games are against Sacramento, the Lakers, Sacramento again, and Portland. Tomer, not a great stretch for the Clippers since the last time we talked, because the last time we did talk, they were doing well. They were nine and five. Everything seemed to be going well. They had a nice win against the San Antonio Spurs at home by 14. And then kind of everything went into the shitter. Nick Batum sat out a game due to Achilles soreness. He then played one game, the road game in New Orleans. And then he's been out due to COVID health and safety protocols ever since then. So, uh, yeah, it's been great, huh? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think the one game I predicted them losing was probably going to be, sorry, the two games. I thought they were going to lose Memphis and I thought they were going to lose Golden State. Uh, I did not. I did not well, they did that, them... so you were right. <laughs> yeah, I did not see them losing to New Orleans twice. Um, I did not see uh, Dirk Valanciunas showing up the way he did. Uh, I did not see the offense just... I mean, maybe I should have seen this, but... I did not see the offense literally going to shit, for lack of a better word. Because um, that's pretty much where they've been. Uh, but at the same time, maybe we should, maybe you should have seen that, uh, because, uh, you know, while, while they did get off to a, a great start to the season and uh, they, were, they were playing catch up a lot to start the year, um, you know, get, getting, getting down 10, 12 points in first quarters and then coming back. Um, that's just not a recipe for success. And, uh, you know, while the defense has carried them throughout the season, I would say, um, I think they're still second in defensive, defensive efficiency. This Correct. Year. Um, like, you know, Tyler said the other day, we were, we were due for a bad defensive game. And, uh, when the offense isn't clicking, um, it's just put so much pressure on the defense. Um, and I, I think, I think 
it just it just puts a lot of stress on them overall, um, especially when the offense isn't going. When it, it, it's just so many uncharacteristic. I mean, I guess, I guess by now it's characteristic, but like turnovers and it just you know, jump, we talked about this, but like jumping in the air and making errant passes. Um, just, just, uh, it's just, there's a lot going on with this team right now, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I, this is a team that I feel like, you know, they're still getting good shots offensively. Um, for the, for the most part, I don't think, I don't think there's been a, a major issue with, with, with the shot selection, but, uh, for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're not able to connect in transition. Um, they're giving their opponents way too many extra opportunities in terms of, uh, offensive rebounds and uh, turnovers, and uh, they're 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 consistently losing point in the paint battles, second chance points, transition points, and um, turnover battles. So I you're losing all the hustle plays there, and it's next to impossible to win games like that, uh, no matter how good your defense is. So there's a lot going on with this team right now. They're 12th in net rating. They're 26th in offensive rating. And I'm going to give you the four teams below them. Orlando Magic, who are 4 and 18. Houston Rockets, who are 4 and 16. Detroit Pistons, who are 4 and 17. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 6 and 14. Um, That ain't great. So Shea Shea and the Clippers are reunited. Nice. I know. Wow, it's like a love story. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Oh, by the way. They're no longer second in defensive rating, not after tonight. Um, the numbers for the Suns-Warriors game came in, and the Suns have now leapfrogged the Clippers into the two spot. Uh, Phoenix is 103.5 defensive rating. Clippers are 103.6. So they just nudged right in front of them. But basically, I mean, the Clippers have a top three defense and a bottom five offense. So, I mean, like it could be, like it honestly could be worse. If their defense wasn't as good as it has been overall for the season, I think the worry meter would be firmly like all the way to the right. Like we're panicking, we're freaking out. I do think there is some things to kind of worry and panic. Maybe not panic, but some things to worry about and keep an eye on. But also I think there is some truth to the to the thought process of, look, we're 21 games into the season. It's a quarter of the way. Their defense seems legit, last game notwithstanding, against New Orleans and Jonas Valanciunas, who turned into Steph Curry and Dirk Nowitzki on one night. It was insane. Um, Beyond that, though, like, this is an elite defense right now, and they haven't even been healthy. In fact, they've had no games this season with everyone available, and that, like, that's sans Kawhi. So forget about Kawhi for a second. They've had zero games this season in which they've had Serge, Marcus, and Batum all active for the same game. So we're we're a quarter of the way into the season. We still haven't like their their depth, which people have talked about, like their depth is so good, their depth is so good, which it is, because as we can see with all the injuries and the absences that they've had, they're still eleven and ten at this point. That depth should improve once everyone comes back, because it should be mentioned the New, the second New Orleans game. Not only did they not have uh, Nicholas Batum due to health and safety protocols, they didn't have Marcus Morris because it was the second night of a back-to-back and they rested him out of an abundance of precaution because he just came back. So you look at these things and it's almost like, no, they're not great overall, 
but the skeleton of what they could be is there. They just need to get bodies back. And hopefully that happens soon. Part of me is a little concerned with how much they're reliant on Nick Batum to be here to, to play. Um, but like the it's other very, part of me is like, it's very worrying. I don't mean to cut you off. It's part, a little worrying. But the other part of me is like, are you talking about a team without his best player already and without two key rotation defensive and, you know, three point shooting guys. So like uh, what, I don't know if you can expect a team to be able to survive this many games without like key, key starters. So like, <laughs> it's almost like, right, well, maybe, maybe that's okay. I, I don't know. Um, I was going through some of the Clippers, like um, <clears throat> their last couple, their last nine games, which I think they've lost six of their last nine, if I remember correctly. Not um, nice. Huh? Not oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Not, no, not nice. Um, yeah, on the season, the Clippers are still third in, in wide open shooting, uh, three point percentage uh, on, on wide open, wide open shots. Um, but I mean, they've actually, in the last nine games, They've been the third worst team on what's deemed uh, open shots from three. The open meaning four to six feet is the closest defender. Uh, sorry, sorry. The, the, the defender is what? Four to six feet away, correct? Correct. Yeah, so four to six feet away. With a defender four to six feet away, they're shooting 26% on three-point shots. Four out of 15 per game. Um, oh. That's pretty bad. Um, on wide open shots... They led the um, NBA in that last year, by the way, I believe. They led the NBA in both, I believe. I think they led. Yeah, they I know they led in wide in open. I kn- yeah. I know they led in wide open. I think they were also led in open. So in the last nine games on wide open shots, six feet or more, they are shooting forty percent, which is a forty yeah forty one percent, which is about tenth, I would say. Um, That's fine. So like w- when your open shooting is that poor, but then they're probably also I'm looking this up right now, but they're probably what. Um, they've had more games of, of 20 turnovers this year than they have all of last year. Uh, they already have five this year. They had four all of last year and we're a quarter of the way through. Um, guys are banged up. Uh, they're not really, you don't really see it ending anytime soon. Uh, I think, but you know, Batum's 10 days are up tomorrow or supposed to be up tomorrow or Thursday, but um, it's, there's just, there's just no real end in sight f- for me. So um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, the Clippers are actually second worst. They have the second most turnovers in the league over the last nine games, um, seventeen and a half per game. They're tied with the Houston Rockets for the worst, um, oh, worst mark lovely. in the league. Yeah, so um, just just not great, just not great all around right now. So um, um, a lot to work on. If if you go to shot quality, uh, shot shot quality dot com, excuse me. Um, an adjusted shot quality for the season, the Clippers are seventh or excuse me, tied for six is what I should say. They're tied for six with Milwaukee. So the top, the top seven, if you count the tie are Utah, Golden State, Phoenix. And then there's a large gap to Brooklyn and then Dallas Clippers, Milwaukee. Um, if you go off of what their record should be just based on shot quality, and this is from the website, just based on, based on shot quality record, which is projected record based on shots taken by both teams, the Clippers, who have an actual record of 11 and 10, according to shot quality, should be 14 and 7. Now, they're not the only (laughs) team that is dealing with stuff like this. For instance, and this isn't to the same degree as the Clippers, 
but the Utah Jazz are 14 and 7 in real life. Their shot quality record is 17 and 4. And there is stuff the other way too. Like for instance, the Charlotte Hornets real record 13 and 10, their shot quality record is actually 7 and 16, which is staggering. Um the Clippers are in a tie with Portland and Utah and also Sacramento based on shot quality to the second worst record luck in the league behind Dallas. Dallas has second the worst, worst record, record luck. luck. Say that again. You said second worst record luck. Yes. Wow. For instance, like what their record is versus what it should be. Right, right, right. So like they're three wins worse than what they're, than what the shot quality should be. So like they're in the same boat as like Dallas, Utah, and Portland and Sacramento. They're all right. underperforming their their shot quality win win loss record. Now, this happens all the time. It's not a thing where like you look at something and you're like, oh my God, like, you know, they're the only team that's ever underperforming things. You know, you look at like New Orleans, this is the staggering one actually. New Orleans last year was 31 and 41. Their shot quality record was 45 and 27. So this if happens they, if, they, if they played if they shot according to the quality of shots that they got. Wow. If if them and their opponent each shot to the level of quality of shots that they're getting based on projection and things like that, that's what mm-hmm. their record should have been. But it wasn't because projections aren't actually happening in front of you on the court. There's other there's variance factors, you know, stuff like that, but as far as the Clippers are concerned, it's not great right now. But their next four games are against teams that they need to take advantage of. And I mean that in the way of like, if you look at the standings right now, these next four games are against teams that are behind them in the standings. The Lakers, the Blazers, and the Kings twice. The Clippers are currently six in the Western Conference as we go into play on Wednesday. They're 11 and 10. They're tied in the in the in the record column with Memphis and Minnesota. Memphis owns the tiebreaker with both of the teams, so they get into the into the fifth seed. And the Clippers own the tiebreaker because they've won three games against Minnesota already. So the Clippers are the sixth. Now that sixth seed, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. You don't have to go to the play-in. However, let's look at the teams that are seven through ten. Minnesota, who we talked about, the Lakers, who are twelve and eleven, Portland, who eleven, who's eleven and eleven, and Denver, who's ten and ten. The gap from 10 to 11 and 11th right now is Sacramento is three games. So Denver's 10 and 10 Sacramento's eight and 14. So these are big games because of the Clippers, because they play Sacramento twice. If the Clippers win both Sacramento games and, and forget the other two games for a second, if the Clippers win both Sacramento games, here's why it's important. Number one, you guarantee yourselves at least a split of the season series with Sacramento, which is a massive deal when it comes to tiebreakers. And number two, they would be five games up on Sacramento. And I understand there's a lot of season left to go, but five games is a lot for a team to make up even over several months. So if the Clippers are able to kind of keep themselves in the top 10 and distance them, distance themselves from the te- the five teams that are basically 11 to 15, all of a sudden, the Clippers, while yes, things aren't going great, 
at least they're in the playoff race and firmly in it. And at the end of the day, all you need to do is get yourself in the dance to have any chance of doing anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think for, for a while, even before the season started, all that was talked about was um, kind of hold, holding the fort down until uh, hopefully Kawhi Leonard is able to return um, from his ACL surgery. Um, and so uh, it's still early. I mean, it's 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 very early to be talking about playoff seating, but I think um, you kind of can't avoid it because of uh, how many division games are coming up, how many uh, Western Conference games are coming up, considering uh, and also considering how kind of average and um, just tight everyone every every team has looked so far, like. What was it? Six teams are tied at, or, or within like a half game of each other in the standings right now. Um, yeah, so in the seven. West, one, two, three, seven. seven teams are within a half game of each other. Four through That's ten insane. are within a half game of each other. Yeah, so four, yeah, four through ten are within a half game. The Jazz at number three are three games ahead of those guys, uh, ahead of that pack, and then the Jazz are four games behind the Warriors and Suns. So like, it's basically the Suns, Warriors, the Jazz are getting a bit of separation, and then the rest of the pack. So there's three good teams in the West right now. Like perfectly speaking, there's only three good teams in the West. Everyone else is mired in mediocrity as they are either battle through injuries or they battle through other things. Because right now Dallas, who's fourth, they dealt with time without Luka Doncic Memphis. Who's fifth currently without John Morant Clippers at six currently without Nicholas Batum and obviously still without Kawhi Leonard Minnesota at seven now has a Patrick Beverly injury Lakers at eight. LeBron James is now out due to health and safety protocols. Portland at nine. Well, Portland at nine, Tuesday night, they played a game without Damian Lillard, who's managing his abdominal injury, played also without uh, uh, Norman Powell, who missed the game due to a, a, white, a right quad injury, and Nazir Little, who sprained his ankle, okay? Then you look at 10, Denver. Jamal Murray's still out. Michael Porter Jr. is probably now done for the season, and Nikola Jokic was out for several games with a hand issue. And- so... And Michael Porter Jr.'s backup, P.J. Dozier, who was having a good year, is also out for the year. Correct. So, like, everyone in this race, it's it's like it's like the SpongeBob mummy meme, right? Like, that's everyone's just can, walking dead at this point. Can I just – can it, I just uh, – go, go ahead. I'll let you finish. No, no, no. You're good. Go. No, I'm just looking at the standings here. <laughs> the home and away records. Portland at 9 is 11 and 11. And 11. They're 10 and 1 at home, virtually <laughs> unbeatable at home. And they're one in ten on the road, virtually uh, impossible to win, impossible, virtually for, beatable on the road. Like you can't, you can't. I mean, it's not just they're beatable; they just it's like guaranteed loss on the road. What is this? That that's insane. Um, By the way, can you name their only home <laughs> loss? It's gonna it's gonna shock you. I you know what? I watched this game too. I think it's to the Pelicans. No. It's, not? it's actually wow. their opening night at home against Sacramento. Of course it is. They've won so 10, they've straight won 10, home. Oh, 10, wow. 10 straight home games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the, the Western Conference, how tight it is, and, 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 and the tiebreakers. Um, you know, right now, what's the first thing for, for uh, tiebreakers? Is it a division record or conference record? Uh, if it's just purely two teams head to head. Uh, the first tiebreaker is, uh, I believe, I believe the first tiebreaker is head to head, unless it's a division winner. Like oh, what about after head to head? 
Uh, I believe it's a division winner. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Dallas is 5-0 in their conference. Clippers are 0-2, but they've only faced oh, the Warriors by twice. the way, by the way, if any team gets in a, in a tiebreaker with Dallas, they're kind of just screwed at this point. Because... because the rest of Dallas's division fucking sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're awful. San Antonio. Um, who is, is Memphis? Dallas is guaranteed to win that division. Oh, isn't it? Oh, is it Houston, New Orleans, Oklahoma, and San Antonio? Yeah. No, OKC still in the in the northwest or northeast. Oh, northwest. I'm sorry. It's uh oh Memphis. It's Memphis. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, it's Memphis. I mean, still being five and zero is not it's not bad, but yeah, this oh, is where we just And I misspoke. Sense. I misspoke. The two team tiebreaker starts with head to head, and then if it's if it's like two two and head to head, then it's the division winner tiebreaker, and then it's higher okay. winning percentage. Within division, if the teams are tied, if the teams are in the same division, and then it's then it's conference record. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, so there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So you just kind of can't lose these games. I mean, uh, I, the the breaks that some of these teams are catching is unbelievable. Like the Clippers, you know, Nick Marcus finally comes back and then Nick goes down. Um, LeBron finally gets healthy and then he gets down. He comes back from suspension and then goes with COVID. It's just like the Denver Nuggets finally get 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 you know. Uh, gets Jokic a good play back. going, and then Jokic goes down, and then MPJ goes down. It's just like it's unreal. It's unreal what's going on. This, Memphis this... has been fantastic, and John Morant looked like he was going to be out for a while. I mean, hopefully he's not, but uh, it's just been tough. It's been tough. It's it's a very it's a very weird and wacky and wild season already. Like I don't know, and it's funny because like we're talking about the, the West right now, but then you look at the East, and it's like the Knicks, Cavs, Sixers, Hawks, and Celtics. Seven through eleven in the East, all eleven and ten. <laughs> like, th- there's there's eight teams in the NBA right now who are exactly eleven and ten. Like, I I don't I don't know what to say to to any of this. Kind of just just so you, you got to just kind of go through the season and just just get through it. Uh, there's not much to to make out. You kind of you kind of just gotta. This is why I kind of get the some of the players and coaches when they say just take it one game at a time. And sometimes you hear about guys not knowing who they're playing like in five or six days because they're just it's just such a long season with so much traveling and just you know worrying about yourselves and it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to focus on. So I I, I see why guys are kind of focused on just one day at a time, one game at a time. And um, when you get to that next opponent, you'll deal with it then. But until then, you kind of just leave it alone. All right, quick prediction time. Um, next four games versus Sacramento Wednesday night. I was so off last time. I don't know why. Oh, now. we were both off, buddy. <laughs> uh, versus Sacramento Wednesday night at Lakers Friday night at Sacramento Saturday night at Portland Monday night. Those four games. Well, at Portland's automatically a loss. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I, unless something changes, they're ten and one at home. They might be like twelve and one by the time the Clippers get there. Um, I, I would probably say two and two. Um, I think the wins are in the next two games, and I think the losses are the two games after that. Um, so you think they lose to Sacramento on the road on the second night of a back-to-back, which, by the way, I will mention, just so everyone's clear, the, the second Sacramento game, the one that's on the road, is the final game of a five-game and seven-night stretch. So the second five-game and seven-night stretch, too. So. Yeah, in like three weeks, because great. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I would say they 
they probably they probably win against Sacramento at home. Um, beat the Lakers without LeBron. I think it's gonna be tough for the Lakers to win that game. Um, and then I think, uh, yeah, they they go to Sacramento on the second night of a back to back, seventh in seven nights, and the um, sorry, the fifth game. Excuse me, fifth game in seven nights, and um, and, and lose that one, and then lose to the Portland uh, Trailblazers on Monday. By the way, real quick, and then we're getting we'll get into a little bit more stuff. Um, their next set of five games in seven nights, by the way, is December twenty sixth, December twenty sixth through January first. I'm gonna read these games off to you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Home against Denver, second night of a back to back. Home against Brooklyn. Day off, road game in Boston. Day off, road game in Toronto. Second night of a back to back in Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. in peace, baby. Yeah. R.I.P. Like in peace. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Um. And if real quick, not what healthy, did you like? It's through, gonna be. It's gonna be tough. What, Sorry, what did ahead. you like through the first twenty? No, you're good. Listen, we're rambling here. It's just, we're having fun. We we talked about pasta for five minutes. So I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, what have you liked through the first twenty five percent of the season? Because this is the quarter pole for the Clippers. I like how um. How personable this, this team has been in, in press conferences. Um, very open. Ty has been very, you know, I, I, he's had his, his games where he's not in the mood, and I, you, you can't blame him, but Ty has been great. Uh, Reggie Jackson has been fantastic. Um, even even Marcus, when he's talked, Nico's been great. Luke has been good. Uh, PG's had his moments as well. Um, I, think, I think everyone's been kind of, been kind of, uh, I don't want to say like, loose but they've been looser they've been loosening loosening up a bit uh coming out of that covid year was it was covid year and a half actually where it was only on zoom um so that's one thing um another thing is i mean it's a little telling that you went immediately to that stuff rather than anything on the floor by the way (laughs) (laughs) well i remember someone tagged me in, in, in a video recently that i posted i think it was the one where i asked ty about the tiktok um dance or whatever that was and i was like and they're like oh yeah these guys are so cool they're so personable and and you guys have goat reporters clippers and all that so i was like yeah um no i i mean i think i think that's i think that's one thing that you have to kind of you know you kind of remember that they're people and they go through you know when they're losing five and seven themselves they're probably not happy as well so i think it's cool that they're they've been able to you know keep a keep a good relationship with us and and, and be level-headed about it and uh, keep it light keep it loose uh, I guess the second thing I will say is like I, I didn't think their defense would hold up for this long. Um, I, re- I remember like I was talking to I, I told you about this. I talked to Reggie a couple weeks ago and like like even he was like from a, from, from like our side, he would see why he could see why we'd be a bit surprised that they've been so good defensively, given that they're, the, the names they're missing, the limited practice time. Uh, the, 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 the the trade they made to lose Patrick Beverly and, and bring in um, Eric Bledsoe. So, um, I think I've been a bit pleasantly surprised with how defense is, defense has held up. Uh, it's just been, it's just kind of been ruined by how poor they've looked offensively. It's like you just can't finish a possession almost. Um, yeah. So, so I would I, say that, I would I say that's what you haven't liked through twenty five percent is that part. No, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, obviously I haven't liked their offense, but I think I've liked their defense, and I've been I've been pleasantly surprised by how their defense has kind of held up throughout the year, despite. Um, going against some tough teams like the Warriors and, and Bulls, um, a couple times. You know, Memphis has played them well, so I think I think I've just been just been the defense has been good. That that's been a surprise, and I think that's 
that's one positive we can look at. So as we currently sit here, the Clippers are eighth in strength of schedule so far. This is at, when I say they're eighth in strength of schedule, this is from ESPN strength of schedule metric. And this is through games played on Monday, November 29th. If you look at remaining strength of schedule, which is from Tankathon, the Clippers are 13th. This is as of uh, the evening on Tuesday, November 30th. They have the 13th toughest remaining strength of schedule. The teams in the top five, which I will actually say top six because there's a tie, are Utah, the Lakers, Milwaukee, Orlando, Toronto, and Detroit. Uh, Utah Lakers are tied. Milwaukee, Orlando tied. Toronto, Detroit are tied. Um, So, yeah, it's really interesting to look at it from that perspective of They've played a top 10 schedule, essentially, and they still have the 13th hardest remaining strength of schedule. The good news for them is they only play Golden State two more times for the rest of the season. The bad news for them is they still play Phoenix four times. They still have to play Phoenix four times. On the other flip side, the good news, they still get to play Orlando twice. They have another game against Detroit. They have three games against Houston. They have two more games against New Orleans, and yes, I understand New Orleans has kicked the crap out of them twice, but still... And they have three more games, or excuse me, two more games against OKC and two more against San Antonio. That's good news. Those are good news things. So hopefully the Clippers are able to hold on just long enough to beat the bad teams and maybe steal a couple wins against some good ones to kind of keep themselves above water, so to speak, as they go through, you know, the rest of the season. Um, their next 25% of games, which are so their next 20 games to get to the midway point, 10 are at home. 10 are on the road. Uh, the midway point game is actually the second day of a back-to-back against Atlanta at home on January 9th because, as we both know, Staples Center loves to schedule the Clippers for Sunday and you know weekend matinee games. So they get, a, they get a weekend back-to-back at home in the afternoon against Memphis and Atlanta. So dope. That's awesome. Can't wait to be dead at that time. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, look, that's their midway point. I don't know what I expect their record to be by then, but you look at things and it's like between now and then. So between the time that we're recording this at the, at 11 PM on November 30th on a Tuesday, they play Sacramento three times. They play Oklahoma city once they play San Antonio another time. And they have a couple games mixed in. They have a game against uh, Minnesota. They have a game against Orlando and there was another game I saw in here that was interesting that I completely cannot remember right now. But basically, their schedule has some teams that they should be able to beat. And maybe they'll steal a game here and there against, you know, maybe a home game against Boston, they win. Maybe a road game in Toronto, they win. I don't know. Home game against Memphis, maybe? Maybe not? I don't know. But they need to beat the teams that they should beat, even without Kawhi. Because you need to, it's, you look at it like, like bank deposits, right? Like you need to deposit that money early. Otherwise, you know, like it's gone. So at this point, next 20 games, 10 on the road, 10 at home. Clippers at worst, at worst, maybe got to come out of that about 11 and 9, 12 and 8. Because you don't want to go into this back half of the schedule, which is very heavily road games and be behind the eight ball record wise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, 
there's, there's they've won a lot of games that they they probably sorry they've lost a few games that they really should have won um, that just would have made you feel better about their placement even if they do lose to teams like the Warriors or the Bulls or maybe a Grizzlies game like um, but I think so, I, I forgot who who posted but I think they have a like a league like a top five record against teams under five hundred or sorry a top five record against teams above five hundred. And then, like maybe like a bottom five record against teams under five hundred. I want to say. So if That'd you go off ESPN, around, sure. if you go off of ESPN, they're only three and two against teams below five hundred. They're eight and eight against teams above five hundred. That's according to ESPN. Yeah, I'm looking for the stat too, but um, yeah, essentially, I mean, they've won as much as I think they 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 could have, uh, considering their their kind of struggles um, on on offense. So. Um, Kind of just, kind of just is what it is with this team at this point. Uh, and I, I kind of think the road could be, it could be. Oh, here's a stat by the way: they're six and seven against teams five hundred or better, uh, but they're five and three versus teams under five hundred. I don't know what this this is. Uh, I don't know who this is via, but it might be via Action Network. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think a road trip could 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 potentially be a good thing in the sense that they go out they don't have a lot of distractions they really just have to focus on basketball um themselves um maybe maybe a club if you're in a nice city but other than that you're kind of just focusing on yourselves and, and you're away from family and distractions so um maybe that could be beneficial i mean we've seen teams um in the past go out there and bond on road trips um so so you you never know um you never know how those kind of how they how, how they answer to those but um, right now it's, it's, it's tough. It, you need to win the games that are coming up because you know that January and February are so road heavy. I mean, exactly. You're not wrong. That that's, that's the predicament that they're in because the NBA schedule makers and you know, yada, 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 but, um, band twelve thirty games on weekends and after Thanksgiving, what the, f- I'm, I'm, I'm just going to rant. I'm not going to do it. No, say it. Say Who it. The f- Schedules a twelve thirty game on Black Friday. I've literally never heard of this. Sabrina was saying they've had it before, and I'm like, I've never, I've never had this. is This is horrible. Like, if you want to do Black Friday night, okay, fine. You've had close to twenty four hours to recover from Thanksgiving, sure. But bro, like, even Bledsoe was saying I couldn't have a regular Thanksgiving dinner because we had a game. Like, that's so shitty. What? The, like, why are you? Why are you scheduling games the next day like that at twelve thirty? That that's absurd. I mean, you, you, to be honest with you, you're absolutely positively not wrong. It's um, like Bledsoe said as a joke. And I'm like, well, well that kind of sucks. You, you can't you can't feast on things even like you normally would because you have a game the next day. Like, sure, there people will be like, oh, they're millionaires. They can just do it the next day. But that's not the point. The point is, it's it's the, it's the holiday. That's when family's in town and all that. So I don't know. It's just a stupid rant. But I just thought they, they, they it was really weird to give him a 1230 game like 16 hours after Thanksgiving dinner, 16, 18, whatever it is, hours. So the last Black Friday game they played uh, was November 23rd, 2018, Friday, at home against Memphis. Clippers won 112, 107 in overtime, also 1230. That's just just dumb, dude. That's just so dumb. I just... Yeah, I mean, and to to put this into perspective for you, 
like we always talk about, like, oh, they always get off to slow starts on, you know, afternoon game. The Clippers were down by eight at the half and then outscored Memphis by 15 in the third before getting outscored by five in the fourth. And that game goes to overtime because Gallinari gets fouled on a three with one second to go by Marcus All and makes all three free throws. I remember that. Yeah. So, I remember that. yeah. Uh, and then they kind of basically dominated overtime a little bit. So there's that. Avery Bradley made three free throws to close the game out. So there was you mean they didn't just score one point in overtime? Uh, listen, buddy. <laughs> These were simpler times. You know? These were times when pasta was available in one single Ralph's and you didn't have to go to four. Shit. <laughs> You're already fed up again. Fucking making pasta runs like it's fucking like it's early COVID trying to find Clorox. I, Ridiculous. I was gonna say this man was going to Ralph's like he was looking for toilet paper in March of twenty Ridiculous, of twenty twenty, so man. Oh man. I do not miss the hoarding. I do not miss that time. I'm glad everyone that... who tried to and tried to like resell got caught. Oh man, those are the good old days. Anyways. We will be, <laughs> you know, I, I really think there should be a petition, by the way, that like we rename. So like, you know how like it's like uh, 2021 AD or whatever, like that, that's how it's referred to okay. or like the official title. Yes. There needs to be like one PC post COVID AC oh after COVID <laughs> like, like, cause like everything changed, man. People are bigger assholes now. How did you how did you go through a pandemic and become a bigger asshole? How does that happen? It could be worse. You could have changed your name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. We're not doing this today. I'm not touching that subject. That's a subject I'm not touching. Very rare for me to turn a subject down. I'm turning that one down, buddy. I'm returning that one back to the shelf. Like the linguine and the fettuccine that should have been returned to the shelf to run oh, for you. Oh my god. And it's kind of linguine, bro. It would have been so much better. <laughs> I don't have the energy to talk about it. All right. Like all right, I'm just right. exhausted. <laughs> oh my god. I'll see you. I'll see you at the arena, man. By the way. For fans who have stuck around for this entire thing, Tomer has agreed since he just got AirPods uh, today. AirPod Pros, AirPod Pros, as as I did as well. I've already listened to mine and used them. Exquisite, by the way. You can't see what I'm doing because this is audio, but I'm chef's kissing right now. Mwah, mwah. Anyways, Tomer has agreed to do a unboxing and review video for everyone because there is a feature with these new AirPod Pros that I need him to experience and I need an authentic reaction. So he being the good mensch that he is has decided to agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll see. I, I was excited to open them today, but uh, Justin convinced me to, um, I didn't convince off. you. I bullied you. I bullied yeah. you. It was a bully. Yeah. You, 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 you can bullied me to, to hold off for a bit. So, um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes tomorrow, but, or later today by the time this podcast comes out, but I'm excited for them. I, I, the, the packaging is nice. I got a nice little Black Friday deal on them, so uh, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready for it. So, 
I'm so proud for you. I can't wait. This is gonna what be, happened? This you be the you told me I was sitting next to you. You said you weren't going to get it, and then all of a sudden you turned and got it. What what happened? I gave in. How, did you not get the Black Friday deal though, or the Cyber Monday deal? Buddy, you're talking to a professional idiot. Of course I didn't. What? Well, how much did you pay? I don't want to talk about it. Oh my air. god! Did you pay full? Oh. <laughs> I I I will tell you this. I went into an Apple store. Oh no, that's the worst thing you can do. I I caved. I I caved. It, it, I I I broke down, man. I You've never been shopping with me. I'm I'm I I cave very easily. So I I I sat there just for you guys who don't don't know, we'll wrap this up here, but sat there before the game looking at uh, AirPod deals and I was like, "Oh, damn, it's too much." It was like like two fifty, but you get two fifty before tax. You get um, you get fifty dollar Apple gift card, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that. As I get ready, close my laptop. Well, about to close my laptop and get ready to go out. Jordan from Swish Culture is a good guy. Gets a lot of good good content on on, on social media. Love Jordan. That's my Jordan guy. Jordan comes up and he goes, Oh, you looking at the AirPods? Check out Best Buy. I just got four of them for for my family members. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, Yeah, I don't want to pay two fifty though. He's like, No, they weren't two fifty. They were on sale. And I was like, Oh. So I went and I hopped on there. 180. 180 uh, with tax. It came out to like 200, I think. And then with the two year Apple Care, it was like 220, I want to say. Um, Stop talking. So I copped them. I, I told Justin, I was like, yo, they, they, ha- they have it. It's on sale. You try and get it. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. You're making me actually angry right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really fucking pissed right now. <laughs> well, the, the Apple guy was probably like, "Look at this doofus coming in after our sale's done." <laughs> to, just so you understand what it's like to go shopping with me and how bad I cave, I went into the Cotton On store to get a long sleeve today. I saw the price, and in my mind, I went, "Well, I'm already here," and the and and the, and the clerk was so nice to help me. I can't not buy it. Like that was the train of thought I had. I bullied myself into buying it. Seek help. I'm a sicko. Stop I'm a sicko. I'm going. We're out. We're All out. Right. How are we going, guys? I hope I hope the pasta was good. <laughs> we'll see. Was it good? Oh, you didn't even make it yet. No, I didn't. I got the, the, drove all around the freaking valley looking for pasta. <laughs> Picture you know, me like Mark this, Cuban this, looking for DeAndre Jordan, except me looking for pasta. Oh, that's a good callback. That is on an elite phone, callback. On my phone, where does he live? Where does the pasta live? Where do I find it? You know what would have made your experience much better on the phone? If you had your AirPods plugged in and everything ready to go, you know? Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, we'll talk to you later. We'll talk to you later. Everybody, take it easy. Stay safe. Peace. You know, we'll talk to you in a couple days. Clippers. Keep doing what you're doing, baby. We love you too. Later, everybody.